Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Wednesday, we're two days away from Christmas Eve. And then it's Christmas. And a lot of excitement and lots of uh, last-minute shopping going on if you're driving around doing that. Uh, you know, always uh, soaps make a make a good um, uh, that's that's a good gift. Uh, candles that's nice. We're fortunate to have uh, some uh, some good candle shops around here. We now go to a man from Lake Highlands, Texas, who's gone on to cover the Ags. He thought he was going to be covering the Gator Bowl, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, and now his plans have changed. Uh, Travis Brown joining us. Um, Travis, are you? Uh, have you gotten your uh, your refund yet, or how's that how's that working out? Are you just going to go out there and cover whatever game occurs out there at the uh, in Jacksonville? Yeah, you know, I think I think the fiance is a little bit happy that she'll have me back for uh, for New Year's Eve this year. So I think I'll be uh, be staying put. But you know, we you mentioned we we are about to hit the road to go back to good old Lake Highlands here in a few minutes. So. Christmas break is upon us, and I thought my Christmas break would be a, a start a little earlier today, but, uh, you know, they just had to drop some great uh, COVID Gator Bowl withdrawal news today. So that, that's always fun on your first day of, of Christmas vacation. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I was, I was hinting at that White Rock uh, soap gallery. It's not a bad – over there at Ferndale and uh, – what is that? Ferndale and Northwest Highway. Give it a look. Give it a look if you need some stocking stuffers or something like that, Travis. Uh, now, to the task at hand, though, you get this news. I mean, you know, there's always it's just it's just too bad that this is happening. It's another surge. The Omicron is upon us. But from what I, I mean, the Omicron, Omicron does not, thank goodness, does not seem to be as aggressive. And we're talking about college-age athletes who, for the most part, again, thank goodness, are just having some sniffles and things like that. I, I cannot believe you have to call off a game. Let me ask you this. If they had the NFL's policy where vaccinated players can don't have to wait 10 days, like literally if they can just put a couple of tests together and get going again, would A&M be able to play in this game perhaps? I, I don't think so. I, I think the other thing that's factoring that this isn't as necessarily as much. I mean, I think what tipped them over the edge was the, the COVID positives and the contact tracing. And, and, and whatnot, but they were already down a lot of players due to injury and then uh, several players due to opt-outs. So the, the numbers that I've heard is uh, that, that they were just over um, 38 scholarship position players and uh, 13 available scholarship players on defense um, because of all of this. And so, you know, I, 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 I haven't heard this from anybody, but, you know, they, they, they are, they're missing a lot of really key players, whether it be to opt out in an NFL draft or to be to injury, season-ending injury. I mean, they're going to be starting um, a, a, a walk-on quarterback in Blake Bost because that Calzada transferred out and um, Hank King isn't back to 100% from that broken leg he suffered early in the season. Of course, they can't play Connor Wegman yet, uh, the, the 2022 signee, and um, uh, Max Johnson just uh, the LSU 
uh, player just transferred in and hasn't hasn't had it. They don't really they didn't really have a quarterback uh, in this game. I, I don't think it's necess- they're, they're they're necessarily too sad. At least the coaching staff about maybe getting to to, to pass on this one because it, it probably was going to be a little bit ugly for the Aggies. Yeah, I hear you. And um, I mean, this season was basically uh, you know you get you you win one big game. And everybody's pretty excited. I, I think in the whole scheme of things, it was a down. You know, the, the Aggies did not meet expectations. Of course, they had to go to a second-string quarterback and all that. You brought up the quarterback thing. I'm fascinated. Uh, uh, Wegman or Wegman, however you said it, uh, I'll learn to, to say it properly. Did um, is it? I mean, what what does it look like going into next season? Is the thought that Haynes King? We'll be back that, like you said, the transfer from LSU, Max Johnson comes in. Do you think it'll be a pretty healthy competition? Um, and, and how do you think the Aggies feel overall about the quarterback situation? Situation, Maybe not right now, but I'm talking about heading into you know spring football and into the fall. Yeah, the way you put it was exactly the way that I was thinking about it. It's, it's, it's going to be a healthy quarterback battle once again. I think that probably Haynes King has a little bit of the edge. He's been in the system. He knows the program. He knows the playbook. But Connor Wigman is a uh, by by all accounts, by, by most recruiting services, a five-star uh, quarterback coming in who is going to uh, early enroll. So he'll be here for, for spring ball and, and get, a, get a good look at things from close up there. And then uh, uh, Max Johnson from LSU. His brother was a part of that 20, uh, 20 signing class, the best tight end in the country. Uh, and uh, so he'll get to come back and play with his brother. I mean, he, he, he wasn't necessarily just a, a world shaker for the Tigers, but he did beat A&M there in that final game on a, on a last-minute touchdown drive uh, to, to, to win it. So I think it's going to be a, a definitely a healthy quarterback battle, and, and I think that uh, for, for a program that quarterback seems like a little bit of a position group of concern, um, after, you know, with only really two scholarship quarterbacks and after Haynes King got turned, it, it, it's back to being in a pretty healthy spot uh, going into 2022. Uh, and I think that it'll be uh, interesting to see who, who comes out of that. Uh, I, I think that Jimbo's a guy who does like to kind of go with the guy he's, his mind's made up on. So you'd think Haynes King is the uh, front runner there. But he had a lot of good things to say about Connor Wegman and said that he was his guy. You know, there was some conversations in there that when uh, 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 the Ewers kid was, was transferring in, the, the, the mullet man was transferring in from, from Ohio State, <laughs> that A&M might be in the mix to try to get him. And Jimbo basically kind of, uh, if you read between the lines, was saying he, he never really was interested in that because Connor Wigman was his man and was going to be his guy in that class. Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you what I've heard on that, and, and I wondered if this was just Aggie spin, but some of my Aggie buddies uh, insist – that that he wanted to come there at one point and 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 it goes with what you just said and maybe the ag said nah that's just i you know i think we're we're okay here and i don't know if that had to do yeah. more with their situation or that kid already transferring after one semester or whatever two semesters at ohio state who knows but uh that's kind of the that's kind of the feeling i've been getting on that front I, I haven't heard anything directly that I can feel confident reporting on that that he was interested in, in coming to A&M. But, I, I mean, Jimbo was – it was one of those statements that he made that, that when, when someone just asked him generally, like, hey, tell us about uh, 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 Connor Wigman, he, 
he made a point in there to say that Wegman was what well, is my guy. He has been my guy, and he's always going to be my guy. And I wasn't interested in looking anywhere else because Wegman is my guy, and I think he's the best quarterback out there, a part of this class. So you got to think that that was a little bit of a veiled um, inference at at any idea that A and M or, or Jim. Fisher might have been interested or, or, or the other way around that, that there could have been any um, idea that, that, that Quinn Ewers could have come to A&M. He, he was 100% cashed in on, on, on Wegman. Travis Brown, uh, whose uh, holiday plans have just changed, thought he was going to be ringing in the new year right out there in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. It's not going to happen now. He'll be able to stay. When are these nuptials? When is this uh, – when is this wedding? You keep referring to this fiance. Would love to meet her at some point. When will this happen? Have y'all uh, set a date? Yes. Well, it's, we're, we're late July. You know, you got to you got to factor in baseball season. You got to factor in fall camp, and you got to factor in SEC media days, and that left pretty much <laughs> the last couple weekends in July. So we're looking there in, into July area. Maybe maybe honeymoon will let me get to miss out on a few weeks of fall camp because nobody. You know, let's be real. Nobody really likes covering fall camp. So uh, uh, just get right back there in time for, for gearing up. Last couple of weeks of camp, get into season. It'll be it'll be uh, it'll be great. That'll be that'll be nice and uh, very. That's very exciting. Now let me ask you this, Travis. Does the uh, have have the Aggies been? I mean, it, it is funny that they go eight and four, and it feels because of what just happened the other day with the early signing period. They're, they're now ranked by most places as the number one recruiting class in the country. This feels like the year of the Aggie, despite them not really having that great of a season other than one huge <laughs> win. Um, is Will there be, are there any plans for a parade uh, in College Station to celebrate this recruiting class? Uh, you know, I'm going to think as, as much as, as everyone would love for, for, for the Aggies to do that with, I know there's been lots of uh, talk in years past of like conference championship years appearing on walls and, and things like that. I don't necessarily think that they're going to be uh, uh, doing any ticker tape parades or, uh, you know, big rallies at Reed Arena for, for the signing class. I think that they'll uh, probably venture to say that they're going to let these guys uh, prove that on the field. But that's, you know, but when you talk about the rivalry between A&M and Texas over the last decade, it hasn't been on the field. So, you know, you might as well just go ahead and, and throw a rager for, for the, uh, the, the the signing class because that's that's what's really mattered up until the next couple of years when, when OU and Texas do come in the SEC and we can actually uh, see see what happens there. Who who was that player that uh, you were kind of he, – he didn't quite sign as quickly as you thought. I think he did end up signing – the wide receivers at Evan Stewart. Does that sound right? Evan Stewart. Uh-huh. Okay. He was. It, uh, it, he's at from North Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he he's it, the it, kid that yeah. Yeah yeah he he uh I, I think he was one of those ones he 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 signed he went ahead and sent his thing in but he wanted to wait to announce until after uh they play in in their state title game um and so. Uh, it was just one of those deals where he he wanted to kind of have his own little personal parade after they they took state out up there at AT and T stadiums. So Love that it. seems to yeah. be kind of what was the indication there. Okay, that's good uh, because the indication from my end where the Longhorns had had other people had entered the waters and uh, 
perhaps were trying to throw together some NIL deals at the last second to get that young man uh, down to their part of the world. But uh, but anyway, Ags held them off, and the, uh, the Aggies finished number one. Now, Travis, a real important question as we uh, – as we let you go, although I'm sure our Aggies are like Mosley, ask more questions about the. Uh, by the way, I, I will ask this: Did as far as position groups, A&M for many many years known for great defensive linemen and linebackers. Where would you say out of this great class they got the best? That were they, or they you know they they did the most work and 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 the the position that uh, that you really feel like they did the they did the best in. I mean, they got two five-star defensive linemen, so you got to think that that is the thing, especially with Walter Nolan, who's the number who's the number two uh, player in the entire class this year. Uh, it's not behind the kid that went to Jackson State, um, and so you, you, I mean, you got to say that that's one of their. The one that intrigues me the most is the tight end position group because they took three, and they took three before. Uh, you know, Jalen Weidemeyer had announced that he was going to go to the draft. So that was like, I, I, they might have needed to bring a couple of extra seats and a porta potty into that uh, tight ends room if that was the case because it was absolutely chock full. But like I said, they brought in the, the, the Johnson kid uh, from Georgia who's number one. They brought in uh, the uh, uh, a kid from Dickinson, uh, uh, Donovan Green, who's a, a four-star kid, and then they brought in our, my favorite uh, story, Theodore Mellon Olstrom, the, the top recruit out of Sweden, who is also yeah. tied in and reclassified to this class. So, you know, Jimbo Fisher is a little old school. He likes to run that kind of pro set offense, and uh, having a whole bunch of tight ends in there will be real interesting to see how they're utilized and if there's some of them are going to be split out at wide receivers. So that's, that's actually a position group that intrigues me the most. All right, we'll come up with a uh, we'll come up uh, the uh, with a nickname for the Swede. That'll be good, and uh, that is a strong some strong recruiting inroads being done there in in the uh, in the land of uh, Sweden. There. All right, Travis. Uh, I gotta get, yeah, I got to get out of here so I can get up there before Tupanamba closes. Yeah, get up there, get you a Tupi taco, and uh, and tell them I maybe get some Shelby Metcalf dip. Have a great night, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Appreciate it, man. There he goes, Travis Brown, um, from the mean streets of Lake Highlands, now covers um, Texas A&M for the Bryan College Station Eagle. I think.